When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. It is birth story time. So gather around wherever you are with your favorite beverage, whatever you do when you sit down and you settle in for one of these things, it's that time. So (laughs) for all you birth junkies and mamas preparing for birth or your postpartum, you just love birth stories so much and you love empowering birth conversations, this is why we do what we do. And this is why we bring you these stories and have these conversations because it's just so amazing and magical and totally fuels and inspires us in our lives. And we're just so honored that we can bring this to you. So today is Lindsay Robinson's birth story. And a couple highlights that I'll share before I let you hear the awesome story is this is a great one for those of you who may be experiencing some stressful life circumstances in pregnancy. And at the same time that you're planning for your birth, life things are popping up like uh, car crashes and dealing with transition of jobs and figuring out who your care provider is going to be, buying a home, like all of these, by the way, are included in this story. Um, But those are just some examples. And so I get to talk to Lindsay and we ask her about, you know, how to cope with that and how do you kind of move through some of those stressful situations in the midst of that. And we also talk about how you shouldn't have to bargain hunt when it comes to birth and really how we need more available options across the board for people to have the birth experience that they deserve and want and shouldn't have to worry about pinching pennies to do it. So all of that and then round it out with an amazing birth story and how Lindsay describes it. And I'll just say this, that it was the most amazing thing that she has ever experienced. So isn't that something you want to hear more about? I know I do. (laughs) So here it is, our conversation with Lindsay Robinson, her birth story. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. Lindsay, we are so happy to have you here on the podcast, and you have a really incredible story. So we are thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it. Yay, yay, because you are a longtime listener as well. Yes, I've been listening since I was like six weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. Okay. We're honored. Thank you. Um, So (laughs) kick us off here with just sharing a little bit about you and your family. Okay. So um, my name is Lindsay. I'm 26 years old. I'm a photographer. Um, We live in Illinois. Um, So in Illinois, uh, it's kind of different. So you're allowed to have um, a certified nurse midwife. Um, for a home birth, but you're not, it's illegal to have a certified professional midwife. So that was kind of interesting navigating that. Um, but so, yeah, um, we decided to have a home birth. Um, I've kind of always been going down that route. Um, so we had our baby in January, 2018 and everything went wonderful. So that's amazing. We're going to get into all of that goodness. Um, you mentioned that you were always kind of going down that road of yes. home birth. Could you describe a little bit of that? Um, cause maybe there are other mamas who feel similarly, but you know, everyone's journey to that, you know, final place of, of where they make their decision is different. So I was just wondering what some of that was for you. Absolutely. So, um, when I was, um, just graduated high school, Um, I was living with my boyfriend at the time and his uh, brother and his girlfriend. They had had a baby. Um, So I kind of got introduced to like babies and stuff like that, like as an adult. Um, And so I started watching like documentaries and all that good stuff on Netflix. And of course, came across the business of being born, (laughs) which is a lot of people's story. So um, I didn't really have any thoughts about birth before seeing that documentary But once I saw that, I definitely knew that home birth was something that I would definitely want to, you know, give a shot and research and go that route. So after seeing that, that's kind of just the path I straight went down. And um, then when we had decided to start thinking about kids and stuff, I was looking for midwives in my area, stuff like that. I never even considered, you know, hospital stuff. It was always home birth sounds like it aligns with me. So let's go that route. That's so cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Matthew has thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so what were, what were Chris's thoughts on home birth when uh, that, that topic was first brought up? So along the way, I was dropping little, you know, little bombs like, oh, yeah, like uh, home birth, home birth, you know, <laughs> before we even were like considering kids, I'm kind of leading him. This is the route we're going to go. Um, so when uh, it came time to, you know, decide when we were pregnant, he already was kind of on board. You know, I just gave him some of the facts. I like would um, give him information as much as I could and telling him all the benefits of all of it. And he was completely supportive of whatever birth experience I wanted to, to have as the, you know, the person experiencing it most of all. So. 
That's a beautiful thing. That's very cool. Yeah. That, so I love that. It, you could almost use the word simple, but I don't like, I mean, nothing really about pregnancy and birth and all that is necessarily simple, but I mean, mm -hmm. very low key, almost like no drama about how you're going to decide yeah. where to birth and like husbands on board. But then there were a few, a few, I guess you could say <laughs> factors thrown at you then through the course of pregnancy and into birth planning. Is that correct? Yeah, just one or two, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I had, you know, my birth experience was nice and kind of simple. Like you were saying, my pregnancy got a little hectic. <laughs> so, um, when we found out we were pregnant in April, 2017, um, I was looking for midwives. Um, there aren't very many in our area. There were only two within an hour. They were like, one was an hour and 20 minutes away. One was an hour. Um, I'm sorry. I'm kind of just jumping into like, I wrote some notes so I don't forget like what's going on here. Oh, I love so, it. A mom brain. <laughs> I'm just kind of jumping after in. my own yeah. heart. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, um, this is it, this is kind of where it kicks off, so that's why I want to jump in here. Great. So we 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 did find a midwife after speaking to a couple. We decided to go with this one certified um, nurse midwife. So they work under a doctor, um, and she does home births like on her own accord. But then she works with the doctor. So if there's any problems, I would have to see that doctor um, for that bit. So so we decided to go to her. Um, I did have a, an, uh, a sonogram at that time. It was about seven weeks only, um, which I probably wouldn't do next time, but you know, first baby, it's awesome. Um, uh, so we saw the baby, saw the heartbeat. It was amazing. Uh, we, it was early in the morning. Um, I ended up having to go to work the rest of the day. So my husband and I carpooled, he had just worked an overnight shift. So he was basically done. So he dropped me off at work and, uh, went to a buddy's house to just like relax till he had to pick me up. And then around four o'clock um, that day, I got a phone call from him and he was like completely out of it and just freaking out. He ended up rolling his SUV and getting in a car accident on a gravel road. So um, the, what he said to me was, on the day I hear my baby's heartbeat for the first time, I almost died. So it was really hard. Um to hear that and he was okay everything was okay but it was just that was the kickstart of the beginning of pregnancy it was really hard um he didn't have a concussion or anything like that he did have um a giant scrape on like his hip area like his butt um with glass in it and stuff we went to the hospital at night that evening to make sure he didn't have a concussion everyone was pressuring him you need to go to the hospital you need to go to the hospital so we did, and that was our first ER experience together, and it was terrible. They made me clean out the wound that had glass in it with, like, a wet towel. So he's, like, nervous. Um, Hello, I have glass in this. Ginger, you guys, like, I came here for care, and my wife is cleaning out my wound. <clears throat> so that was a terrible experience. So I'm like, okay, well, we made the right decision trying to steer clear of the hospitals in this area because, obviously, they're not very, you know, good. So, um. So the car accident, that was a big thing. Um, and then uh, we had our fast forward to 20 weeks. That was at six weeks. Um, so everything was going good between that time. Um, so 20 weeks, um, we had our sonogram. Everything was good with the baby and everything, um, except he, I didn't know if it was boy or girl, but he was breech. Um, 
and that's not a big deal at that time. But this is where I started to notice some little things that didn't align with me with this midwife, this certified nurse midwife. Um, she was really making me nervous that the baby was breached at only 20 weeks. She's like, oh, yeah, once they wedge down in there, you know, it's kind of hard to get them out. And that's not correct. So I ended up going to a chiropractor that had uh, that did the Webster technique, which is great. But there was no reason for me to be that nervous at that time. And that just kind of set, set the stage for me being nervous about, oh, my gosh, it's the baby breach. Oh, my gosh, it's the baby breach, which anyway is just a very variation of normal. So that was at 20 weeks. Shortly after that, oh, we were looking for a house at this time, too. Um, I've always wanted to buy a house, have a family in that house, you know, be all secure, all that. So we had just, well, I did. My husband wasn't on the, the loan, but I had just got accepted for a mortgage. So that was wonderful after building credit during that time. It was a little stressful. Um, so we finally got accepted for this mortgage. Um, and then my husband lost his job. So that obviously I'm paying for a midwife out of pocket. Um, I'm buying a house. I'm buying all this baby stuff. You know, I'm doing cloth diapers, buying all that, trying to navigate. And my husband loses his job. So it's great because I have a full-time job and I was able to, you know, maintain us and provide. But that was extremely difficult. So. Um, we realized that we wouldn't be able to afford like moving and the midwife that we had. So we had to kind of switch our train of thought. Now I had always been curious about free birth. So that was something I was considering, but I always wanted to have a birth with a midwife first, make sure that my, everything works properly, that, you know, everything's good. And then maybe down the line, try a free birth. Um, but now that we didn't have like as much income coming in, I was like, maybe we should do this free birth. I realized that that was completely the wrong reason to go into a free birth. So I didn't want to do that. I, uh, ended up posting something on this local sort of local, um, birth forum, natural birth forum. And, um, someone, uh, messaged me privately and they said, if I can find a midwife that's able to do like like a a less expensive price because of your situation, would you be interested? And I said I was. So that ended up being the midwife that I ended up choosing her apprentice that was messaging me. So um, I agreed to meet with these, these ladies and it turns out that they were CPMs, which is a certified professional midwife. So in Illinois, that's illegal to have a CPM at your birth. They can be charged like $10,000. I think it's even possible at like jail time. Um, So it's, which is ridiculous. We really need to get that changed because certified professional midwives are amazing. So um, I went to her and I, I loved her. She, I started to realize things that were different between her and my previous CNM. Um, so she was okay with going past 42 weeks. The other one would have had to induce me if I had gone past 42 weeks. And my mom went to 42 with both me and my brother and got induced. So I was not really game for that. Um, so, uh, that was amazing. I, that was at 30 weeks that I end up switching my care provider. So it is possible if you need to switch, you're not feeling it's right. 
go for it. You know, it was amazing. I'm glad. I'm so glad that I did because I don't think my birth experience would have been at all the same. So um, we switched and then we had found the house that we wanted to buy. Um, We had made an offer on it and it was accepted. And then like three days later, the people said that they hadn't checked their credit and that they had like horrible credit and couldn't move. So they couldn't sell us the house. So here we were, thought we had a house and then it just, no, not happening. Wow. So we were looking house hunting, yeah, house hunting in between, you know, being crazy pregnant, finding new midwives. Um, it was super depressing because I couldn't put together a baby room because I didn't know if we were moving or not. So I just had all this baby stuff I was like collecting in a corner and it was really depressing for me. That was like a really hard time. Just like I wanted to set up all this baby stuff. I wanted like a child for like six years and I can't like do any, anything to, you know, nest basically. So in between working my full-time job, I'm house hunting and blah, blah, blah. That's crazy. We ended up finding one. It was amazing. It was, we wanted a, a decent yard. So it had a yard. It was off of a river. It was beautiful. So we made an offer on that. It got accepted. So then it's time for all the nitty gritty stuff of buying a house. So we have to go through inspections. Um, we have to go through repairs if it needs repairs because of the type of loan we got. So we get our inspections. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. You know, it looks great in here. Um, no. So it needed electric work. It needed an HVAC um, unit, something that it needed to be replaced. That was like two grand. The electric had to be like $3,000 or something. And like, there's something wrong, wrong with the septic, but I don't know. It was insane. All this stuff. And I'm like, probably like 32 weeks pregnant when this is all happening. Husband's unemployed still. It was insane. So, um, the midwife and her apprentice were my care providers. I would go to the midwife who was about an hour and 20 minutes away. Um, every two, every four weeks. Um, well here, so every other, every two weeks I would go to one and then the other. So I would go to the one that was an hour and 20 minutes away. And then the other one would come out to me every two weeks. So that was really nice. I could lay in bed or lay on the couch and have her use the fetoscope and listen and palpate and all that, that awesome stuff right in my home. That was amazing. So we ended up having to get all those repairs done. The owner of the home was so gracious and like split everything and covered other certain things completely for us. It was amazing. And so we had our final inspection and everything was good. Hooray. Um, So we decided to close and move in on Thanksgiving day. So it's probably 35, 36 weeks or something. And we ended up moving by ourselves, me and my husband and our three puppies. (laughs) So that was interesting having a 36 ish week pregnant person, you know, doing stuff. My husband was trying to take the lead on a lot, but I'm kind of like hard headed. So like one night when he was gone, I like moved an entire sofa couch out of the house by myself. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't, don't do this. Wait until I get home. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait, obviously. So I'm 36 weeks pregnant. I'm just going to move it myself. (laughs) 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 So I'm just hard headed like that. So I got that out of there, but we ended up moving. We had our lovely little Thanksgiving dinner in our brand new house. Um, And so, uh, I got to finally set up my baby room, which was amazing. We ordered the birth pool, wanted to have, you know, a water situation going on. 
mixed up all my essential oil concoctions and, you know, I was ready. I was relaxed. It's time. We're good. Um, so I have kind of like white coat syndrome when it comes to blood pressure. So every time I would go get my blood pressure taken, it would like go up. I don't remember the numbers, but it, nor it wasn't as normal as it should be. So I would take it at home before I went in and we would write down those numbers. Okay. So that's just kind of something that may, you know, it, it goes into the story later. So I would take my blood pressure at home. Um, so I went into the midwife an hour and 20 minutes away uh, for my 37 week appointment. Um, she gave me the, okay, you know, if I happen to go in labor, everything would be fine. You know, we're good to go. Um, so she checked the baby's head and it was so low. It actually caused like some little like contraction type stuff to happen. So like when I got home at like two or three on that morning, the next morning, I started having, I don't know, they're not Braxton Hicks. I don't know. It was something, they were like contractions and they were every four and a half minutes and they were a minute long immediately. They weren't super intense, but it started happening. I told my midwife what was going on, and I called off work the next day. She told me later she was not comfortable with the baby coming yet because she thought that the baby was still pretty small. So she kept trying to push wine on me. Drink some wine. It'll, you know, they'll stop. Drink some wine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to drink a glass of wine, you know. No, no, no. So finally, like. 24 hours later, it's still happening four minutes apart, a minute long all day. Um, I take like half a glass of wine, it stops immediately. (laughs) So she was right. So they stopped. Yeah, they stopped. But those kept coming back. Um, They would start immediately, four minutes apart, one minute long. They just came back frequently, like every week, every, you know, few days. Guess my body was just preparing. But so I'm like, thinking to myself so if this is how my my contractions and my rushes are happening now how am I going to know if I'm in real labor because it sounds like legitimate real labor if I had gone in the hospital I would have had a baby eventually some way or another so that's in the back of my mind the midwives are like oh it'll probably be different but so we get to um 40 weeks my mom, again, went to 42 with both me and my brother, got induced, ended up in a C-section. So I'm like, oh, I'm probably a late, gest- a late gestator. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to go into labor now. So I passed the 40 weeks. Everyone at work's like, oh, you haven't had that baby yet? When are you going to have that baby? When are you getting induced? I'm like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're just going to wait until the baby's ready, and then they're going to come. So at 41 weeks, I had another appointment, and... Um, they said that if I go to 42 weeks, I'm going to have to get like a non, <clears throat> a non, sorry, I'm a little sick, um, a non-stress test and like a crazy long ultrasound. And I'm like, um, I don't really want to do that. But here in Illinois, if they had learned, if I had to go to the hospital for some reason and they learned that I was 42 weeks pregnant and didn't have this stuff done, they would immediately prep me for a C-section. No questions asked. Like, you're 42 weeks? Okay, no, C-section right now. So pretty strict here I mean probably everywhere but you know so I I did not want to do that um like they in that test they measure like the fluid the amniotic fluid which is completely unreliable um they measure the size of the baby again unreliable and then they measure the breathing and the movement now I knew that the baby was moving because I could feel it the only thing 
that I would have to go through that and have that long ultrasound for would be the breathing. So I, I did not want to do it. So at that 41-week appointment, I asked if um, my midwife knew an acupuncturist because I'm like, oh, maybe if I get aligned and like get some chiropractic care, you know, maybe, you know, if things are ready to go, I'll maybe it's placebo, maybe everything's aligned, whatever, something might happen. So I booked an appointment on uh, January 6th. Um, so that night on January 5th, when I had booked that appointment, um, I had been having those contractions again, but we don't know what that means. So those started at about 5 p.m. that night after work when I got home. So the next morning, January 6th, when I woke up, uh, they were still happening and they were a little more intense. Um, so I was just kind of flowing through the day. I'm like, well, should we go to the acupuncture and the chiropractor? Because it was an hour away. Um, so if this is happening, like, uh, what if I go into heavy labor out there? So, but we decided to go because I'm not going to have a baby within an hour, most likely. So, um, and I wanted to make sure that it was, things were moving. So we ended up going to the chiropractor and the acupuncturist and that was lovely and got all aligned. It felt great. We ended up having some Chinese food after that and, um, things were getting a little more intense. I could definitely tell that things were starting to get more like more sensations were happening um there was a little bit of like mucus plug stuff going on when i was in the chinese place and i went to the washroom and so instead of going straight home we decided to go to pet smart and aldi <laughs> so then we decided to drive home and i drove both ways because the bumps were painful so if my husband was driving over those bumps i would freak out <laughs> but if i was doing it i would know there was no way to avoid it <laughs> so yeah you're as in control, the control of it. freak i am cool yes exactly <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, um, we got home and, uh, my husband ran out to get a couple things and I just kind of, like, chilled in bed and listened to some peaceful music and, this is kind of when like the birth story begins. So if there's anything you guys want to ask or whatever, I guess now would be the time. <laughs> You're doing, I mean, shoot, you, you got this. You're doing great. What two things I did want to <laughs> comment on uh, just to emphasize and share with listeners and just appreciate you for, you know, mentioning these things is, you know, you talked about when you explored free birth and you thought about shifting into mm -hmm. that frame of mind and you realizing for yourself that wasn't the the reason to shift to 
to free birth for you. That's not what resonated. And I love that. And then I think it just brings up this huge, huge, uh, issue of women families should not have to feel like they have to look for a bargain with birth and Mm -hmm. that that just should not be in the equation you know we should the business of bringing tiny humans into the world you should not be concerned with that and it just it can bring me to a point of unproductive frustration (laughs) so i'm not going to go into that land but just right having these conversations about shifting whatever it is mindsets first, probably. And within the women and the families and the mothers to, uh, demand, you know, and, and, uh, influence the type of care that we all deserve. And then whether that's changing laws, changing practices, changing education and how birth workers are, are trained and, and how the systems are put in place to just not have money be an issue when it comes to giving birth, like, you would yeah. think the future uh, generation would be important to people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was a huge thing for me. And then also there's a lot of stressful circumstances that popped up for you around your pregnancy. And I just think that, yeah. um, I, I guess I was just wondering how you feel like if there, if there, and there were any specific things you did to cope with, you know, stressful situations, um, while pregnant, while in the midst of growing a human inside of you, because those things pop up and, you know, you had some pretty intense ones that a person not responsible for growing a human would be thrown by. Mm -hmm. Um, so just for any mamas out there who might be going through a tough pregnancy as well, as it comes to life circumstances, what advice you could offer, what you did and helped you? Honestly, I just kind of took things, you know, one thing at a time, one moment at a time. I, always tried to make it obviously a couple times I got extremely overwhelmed with all this stuff going on and would break down. But for the most part, I would just take one day at a time. I would meditate. I would take those, those times for myself to kind of recuperate and stay whole and just know that everything's going to be okay regardless. So I just need to relax, enjoy this time while I have it because it's not going to last forever and just realize that this is just part of my journey. Um, There's also one part I didn't mention. I forgot. Um, As soon as six weeks hit, uh, I was extremely nauseous and sick. I would get sick between two to two to four times at work every day. Um, So that was pretty terrible. Um, I give ladies that have uh, it ended at 12 weeks, thankfully for me, but the ladies that have um, HG, I believe. Yep. Yeah, my sister-in-law has that, has had it with both of her pregnancies and so much love and, you know, care and comfort for you people that are going through this, that, because man, man, it is intense just for those six weeks. I know that I thought to myself, if this happens for my entire pregnancy, I don't think I'm going to be able to have another child because man. Just so much comfort to you ladies that are going through that, you people going through that. You are amazing. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, grow that little human yeah. eat while you can. <laughs> but yeah, but so I would just try to relax and take moments for myself and just know that, you know, everything will be all right eventually. Um, I'm aiming to have this beautiful baby and that's what I'm going to have. So that's great. That's beautiful. I mean, with that, what a perfect way to segue. Talk about how you had that beautiful baby. <laughs> yes. Okay. So <clears throat> we got home. My husband left to go get, we need like almond milk and stuff like that. Um, so I labored in bed for a while. It was getting more intense. 
as time went on, I was listening to some relaxing, like meditation, ocean wave type music. Um, and then when I was having these rushes, I would have to like push my arms up on the bed and like hover my body above the bed and just like tense there and like, okay, now it's over. I can like lay down and relax. Um, I ended up taking a shower at that time and singing to my baby as I had done, like every time I took a shower. So that was nice. My husband came home and I told him immediately, I'm like, ah, you need to set up the birth pool because I already wish I was in it. Uh (laughs) So so this is like another kind of intense moment to hear. I decided to stay in the bedroom and shut the door because I'm a control freak. So if I saw him rustling around doing all this stuff, I'd be like, you do this, do this, you know. I would not be able to relax. So I was relaxing in the bedroom. I hear all this banging and commotion outside the door. And eventually I can't stay in bed anymore. There's no room in my room to walk around. So I go out there and I see my husband. I don't think I laughed at the time, but I see my husband standing by our kitchen sink with this long PVC pipe going all the way to the birth pool with the water from the sink going inside. I'm like, what are you doing? So the numerous times I told him to bring the hose inside from like in the shed, he thought I meant bring it outside. Uh, so it froze. Oh no. <laughs> so here he is just slowly filling up this ginormous <laughs> tub. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm like, um, you can't stand there all night holding that. You need to figure this out because I'm going to need you. To. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like the world's tiniest water heater, of course. So he's like boiling water and like trying to thaw out the hose and the last remaining hot water in the shower. So he ends up getting it all hooked up and I'm just like trying to like stay on like, I'm okay. This is fine. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> While he's doing all this madness. And um, I snacked on some grapes and leftover cheese curds. That was awesome. Just snacking away. I would stand up while I was having contractions or rushes. Um, and I started vocalizing for sure at this time. Um, I think it was probably like seven or eight. So we had got home around four or five. Um, so now it's like seven or eight. <clears throat> so he's got the hose all hooked up and we're pumping like cold water into the pool because we just need to get it filled up a little way before the hot water kicks in again. So we jacked that up to like 120 degrees. So um, I'm starting now to lean on my husband. I would like put my arms completely on his neck and like bear my entire weight on him while I was having um, waves. Um, And I would just be moaning through them. Um, At one point (laughs) I sat down on the couch and I think I was munching or something. And all of a sudden, uh, a wave was coming on super fast. So I like screamed, I'm like, contraction. And my husband runs over to me and I like put my arms out and I say up because that's all I can like, that's all I can articulate at that time. And he's like, what do you need? What do you need? What's going on? What can I help you with? And I'm just like moaning through this contraction. And I like scream because I'm so frustrated because I'm sitting down during this. And this is that's like impossible for me. And then when it's over, I'm like, how the fuck do you not understand what up means? <laughs> I'm like a little frustrated at this point. And he starts to realize um, things are getting a little intense. I'm sitting in the corner. He's like, do you think it's time to call in the midwives? I'm like, how the fuck should I know? So in my head, I'm screaming, yes. But I like need him to like 
you know, take some initiative or right. like do something for me at this time. So he get, grabs my phone, he goes outside and literally comes back five seconds later, like five seconds. I'm like, what are you doing? What happened? He's like, I called the midwife. Everything's okay. I'm like, well, is she coming? Like, what's going on? Did you talk to her? He's like, yes. And he's apparently he said, the husband is calling. And she said, I'm on my way. Oh, <laughs> so okay. <came> real quick. <laughs> He was on her way. So she like intuited all of what that meant. Right. She's like, okay, we're good. I'm coming. So she was all ready to go. She knew what was happening throughout the day and everything. Um, So she was an hour away. So that was at 10 o'clock that he called her in. So I I looked at the phone at that time. It was around 10. Every 20 minutes, I would look at my phone and be like, when is she going to get here? Like, okay, we have about 40 minutes to go because she was going to check me when I got there. And I wanted to make sure it was past a four. Cause they're all, I don't know. That was intense at that time. <laughs> so, um, she got there at 11 and, uh, she watched me like moan through contraction and lean on my husband. And, uh, she informed me very gently, very sweetly. She said, um, the midwife who was the main midwife. Um, she had a family emergency, so she's not going to be able to make it tonight. And I was totally cool with that because who I will refer to now as midwife, midwife number one, she'd been, you know, at my home visits and she's been training under her for a couple of years. I was completely comfortable with her care. So I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Um, so they were going to call in someone that was two and a half hours away because she's, you know, titled midwife. So they were going to call her in. So she's like, I'm going to go ahead and check you. And if you're at a six, then I'm going to call her in. So we went to the bedroom and laid down on the bed after I had a contraction. And that was horrible. I don't know how women can lay down on a bed unless they're like completely exhausted because that was like torture. Mm. It was like torture for me. So I'm laying down and while she's checking me, I end up having a contraction. So I'm like wriggling away, like trying to deal with this. And she, she checks me and she's like, yeah, I think you're at least at about a six. So I'm like, cool. So she immediately goes out and calls the midwife. She's like, yeah, you need to get here. (laughs) So at this time, the pool was at like a lukewarm temperature. She told me that I was able to labor in it if I wanted to, but I couldn't have the baby in it because it was not hot enough. So I decided to get in there and labor in there. I was drinking some ice water, drinking some raspberry leaf tea. Um, I would just like lay on my arms um, with my legs floating behind me on the like um, blow up side of the pool and then when I have contraction, I just kind of tense up a little bit, trying to relax. My midwife told me one time, this is the only thing she really told me during this whole thing. She's like, relax your shoulders. <laughs> Tried to relax my shoulders. Um, and then I told my husband, I think I'm going to throw up. So he went and grabbed a bucket real quick. And then a couple seconds later, I did get sick. She asked me, um, is this new or have you been getting sick? I'm like, no, this is new. So I'm like, oh, I'm probably nearing transition here because that's usually what happens when you're getting sick. So I have another wave and um, I'm moaning through it. And then at the end, I give this like this like grunt sound. And I'm like, I'm pushy. Like, I'm pushy, people. Hello. And she's like, "Okay, so if you want to continue to labor in there, you can. But eventually you're going to have to get out. So I like stand up. I'm like. I'm going to get out because I have to acclimate back to like real life. So (laughs) this right here was the worst part of my entire labor. I got out of the the tub and it was warm in my house, but man, I was shivering 
so much. I got out. They wrapped me in a towel. She decided we need to check the baby during a contraction to see, you know, if everything's okay. So I'm standing there. My husband like puts my robe on me and because I'm shivering so much, it's contractions back to back to back. And she's trying to like check the baby's heartbeat. And it was just, that was excruciating. It was horrible. I'm shivering. All these contractions are happening. Like, oh my gosh. So, okay. So that's over. I'm wrapped up in my um, robe. I have my meow hat on, which I've had on the entire labor so far. I'm just wearing this meow hat. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So, oh, I have to pee a little bit. So I'm going to go over and I tell everyone I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go in there and then I decide, I guess I'm going to labor in there. So they come check on me after like probably like 10 minutes. They're like, um, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, you can come in if you want. I'm just kind of laboring in here. And I was getting, so my body was pushing basically almost every contraction now. So I'm guessing it was probably about 1 a.m. at this time. Um, so I was pushing through these and like, I would put my hand down between my legs just for this like comfort thing. My uh, midwife asked me, uh, you know, have you felt for the baby? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a genius idea. So every contraction after that, I would like feel for the baby, which was completely motivating because I could feel the baby coming closer and closer every time. So she's like, has your water broken? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I was in the tub and like, I don't know, things are happening. So I don't really know. Um, so, uh, the midwife lets me know midwife number one, she says midwife number two is here. I'm going to go outside and greet her, let her know what's going on. So I'll be back. My husband gets down to me and he goes, if you want to have the baby now, do it. You're by yourself. You can, you can have it by yourself if you want to. And I'm like, kind of laughing at him. Okay. He's like, you can do it. I'm like, it's not time yet. Like, yeah, but it's not time. So that was pretty funny. Um, so now in this tiny little square bathroom that probably one person should only be in, I have four people in like scrunched in here five including the baby so this midwife i had never met before midwife number two says hi nice to meet you Lindsay. how are you doing i'm like oh hi nice to meet you you know i'm just laboring on the toilet like probably naked by this time (laughs) so um i decide okay i'm done here my legs are probably like completely numb at this point so i'm like avert your eyes and like i get up and make sure i'm all good and I walk into my bedroom and I just kind of look around. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Like, where, where do I go now? So then I look at my bed and I'm like, wow, that looks really comfortable. So I like crawl into bed and like go on all fours. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't lay in here because that's misery. So I'll go on all fours. So I go on all fours. Um, and then I'm just, when I would have a, when I would have a wave, I would like stand up on my knees and then like feel for baby. And then when I was done with, uh, a wave I would go down on hands and knees again and just kind of you know move my hips and blah 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 so um that was going on for I don't think it was very long that I was in there um then all of a sudden one one wave um I said my water broke I felt I don't know what I felt like some pop in a little fluid or something I'm like, my water broke and my midwives had put um a chucks pad under me so 
before that. So they shine flashlights and I like look down. I'm like, oh, there's a little meconium, but nothing to worry about. Like I'm completely aware of everything that was happening this entire labor. Like my midwife said to me, she's like, I didn't think you were as far as you were because you like were completely alert the entire time in between like contractions. That was during contractions. I was like, everyone shut the fuck up. (laughs) But in between, I was like, oh, no, this is great. So um, my water broke. There was a little meconium staining. It was just like this light green. I was like, okay, we're cool. So then I felt the baby's head and it was like this angular thing. I'm like, oh, like, oh, I was just feeling this smooth thing before. I'm like, is this okay? (laughs) So but everything was fine. So baby's coming down. I think it was only one push later. All of a sudden I was feeling like the ring of fire sensation. Um, And all of a sudden I'm like, I felt that. And I was like, oh, I made that sound in the midwives are like, oh, okay, we know what's going on. So I like stopped my entire body stopped pushing and they like oiled me up and like kind of massaged a little bit to stretch, you know, the tissue. And I was like, okay. And then I remember thinking to myself, it's like, I don't want this to be over yet. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for this to be over this, you know, the pushing phase. It was, it was amazing. It was powerful mm. and then the next wave came and I'm like no fuck it yeah. <laughs> so I pushed the entire baby out <laughs> in one punch <laughs> so uh the midwife helped me guide the baby down and I looked down they're like kind of shining lights not directly on him obviously but and I'm like holding him caressing him and uh he's crying immediately and not like any he's completely like skin toned and I'm like, hi, baby, welcome Earth five. And like, listen to me. And I like pull him up as he starts crying again. And I like lay back in my comfy bed. And I didn't look to see if it was a boy or girl. (laughs) So he was just covered in a towel. Eventually, my husband's like, what kind of baby do you have? What kind? I look and I'm like, it's a boy. And I'm like, I knew it. And my husband's like, oh, I thought it was a girl. And he's like, oh, I regret saying that on camera. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And then the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my entire life happened after that. I was holding the baby and I was just looking at him and he was just investigating me wide eyed and our eyes locked. And I was like sucked away. And it was like, I, I like saw the entire universe just like I was sucked away and it felt like not this one second that had passed. It was like this, this amount of time and I'm just, wow. And then I remember coming back because I'm like, did anyone else feel that? I had to check if anyone else just saw what had happened. So I come back and I should have stayed longer, but I'm (laughs) concerned about everyone else. So I come back and I look around and everyone's just standing there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my entire life just happened and everyone's just you know just standing here normal it was so amazing so he was born at 208 a.m so my um like heavy labor was probably about like eight seven hours long and like pre-labor was about 24 hours um so it was amazing experience you know we got this snuggle up and go to sleep all three of us in our own bed after the midwives had left um he was born with a little bump on his bottom gum so he couldn't latch right away we didn't know what that was and it turned out when he was six weeks old that he had a tooth (laughs) so there was a tooth popping through there so eventually we did get a latch and everything but luckily 
I had lots of colostrum, so I was just able to express it for him and syringe feed him okay. um, for the time until we could get that latch going. So, wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lindsay, that's all so amazing. Everything you outlined and the the awareness and the the internal, physical, feminine, all, whatever you want to put with that wisdom, it seemed like you had through your birth, you know, like the things you were noting and calling out and the awareness you had of where you were at, it's just really cool and really inspiring to hear. I didn't have a lot of that. <laughs> As you're listing off stuff, I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know to like feel for a head. I didn't know. I would never have known there was meconium in the waters, like all these things. I'm just like, that's so cool that she oh, had that, that. Feeling for the head was amazing. Yeah. Definitely do that with future labors and births. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. And now how's everyone doing four months um, postpartum? Yep. Four months. We're all great. He's breastfeeding he's like 16 pounds he's born seven pounds 10 ounces he's like 16 pounds now and he rolled over at like two months and he's just so he's so amazing he's our little star shine we love him so much uh, after like a day when he was a day old we were just sitting there all snuggled on the couch just huffing baby it was Aww. amazing <laughs> oh, that's so cool it was it was wonderful. Everything's great. We're all doing amazing. Wow. That's so magical. I'm so happy to hear that. And so not that we're planning future babies right this second, but if that is something you're thinking about, do you think you would go with the same midwifery practice and, and the same caregivers? Oh my gosh. She'll listen to this. As soon as I push the baby out, my husband goes, Oh, you ready for another one? Oh my. <laughs> all right, I'm like, Chris. okay, you're done. Let's lock that down. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> So I would definitely, if I decided to go with like a midwife, I would definitely have um, who I, I call midwife number one. Mm. She'll probably not be apprentice anymore. So I would definitely have her um, attend my birth, but I'm kind of leaning towards free birth. That went so amazing. And I loved that they were, everyone was there and, you know, taking care of us. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I would be able to feel a little more and like be a little more comfortable just like by myself I even had a dream where I just like had the baby in the bathroom like and didn't tell anyone like by myself so it's definitely up my alley I mean it depends on the pregnancy and how everything's flowing along but definitely something I'm considering <laughs> that's cool what a dream yeah. huh? wow oh yeah that was I was like oh that'll probably happen <laughs> well you heard it here too so we'll see if it yeah. Uh, however many years or so, <laughs> right. we'll come back to this moment and be like, that's when it was prophesized or whatever. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> um, yep. Lindsay, thank you so much for just sharing your heart and your story with us. We're so grateful to you. I know other mamas out there are, are as well, whatever stage in their you know pregnancy, birth, motherhood journey. And um, you're amazing. So much love to you and to baby Elric. Did we even, have we even said his name? We haven't even named no, the no. child. Um, <laughs> his name El is Elric Willow. Elric Willow. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. and to Chris, that's just thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you so much. It's amazing. Thank you. Quick 
note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.